Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, I'm very mad. We're going to try to find out why. Oh, no. Followers. Yes, yeah, it's time for a charge. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah. And I just understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm I'm, going to tell you why I'm mad. Like, like like these hosts out there, they in these million-dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea. They got all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This is my fourth season, yo. This is my fourth season. And I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show. It was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze this and, and they're not even recognizing they're not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me any question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this was out for you this was out for you and you and you Evening and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. Woo! It's been some time and it's been some moves. It's another beautiful day down here in South Florida. What's it about June 26th? Well, we just started summer. I think summer's like two days fresh. It, it, we are showing because it's already 86 degrees here at night. And here I am with this hot ass jacket. But I had to represent because you know what just happened today or this past week in the on the on 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 in the sports world. Listen, I'm so excited. I'm already tongue tied. Listen. We had the NBA draft that just passed. We had PPW launch code 004 that just came up. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, California just passed some weird-ass rule that we all need to be advised about. And oh yeah, oh yeah, there's a championship, some awards, and also a draft that has happened, right? But we're gonna get all into it. You know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the take weather, that, take that, take it's that. always a t- good time to talk some sports. So... Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Listen, I wasn't joking when I told you that the show was going to be hot and heavy today, but we're going to get first right of off all, to first it. Of all. I don't know if you guys heard this, right? And I wasn't sure if I was going to start the show with this today, but, but something told me that, you know what, I think we're going to start the show there because I, I, thought it, I thought it was more important than the rest of the. This, 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 this held a little bit more weight than the rest of the, right? And that is at California. Listen to this. The state of California passed a law that states if your school makes more than 10 million dollars in television revenue then the children that do sports now in your school they now can get paid on their likeness now if you don't follow sports enough then you may be wondering like oh, what's, the, what's the big deal what is something that we've been fighting on for a while now 
So let me repeat that to you. If their school makes more than 10 million, this is the only state in California for right now. What's going on, Vince? I see you popping off. Yo, post your questions up on the line. We're gonna talk some, we're gonna talk some Knicks today. We're gonna talk about this draft. You best believe it. Call into the show if you wanna, if you wanna hear your voice on here. We got you too. Yo, anything you wanna do, I got you. Anything you wanna do. $10 million if your school makes more, then they're saying that those players can go ahead and start making money on their likeness. And my first thought is, yo, this is fantastic. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> no doubt I had to put on the draft hat. You know it. That this has to benefit the kids. And it also kind of has to benefit California because if I'm a player, right, they, or I'm a kid coming out of high school, then you got to figure – we're talking about what? Univer um, UCLA. Mainly, we're probably talking about UCLA. The number one school that pops in my mind is UCLA. And you got to figure like, yo, if UCLA is paying players to go play, technically, then why are we going to UCLA? Why aren't the top-notch players like the Zion Williamsons of the world, the Camilla Anthony's when he was coming out, the Anthony Davises of the world, the John Walls of the world, the, the, the Lonzo Balls of the world, all these guys that are truly hyped, Coming into college, why won't you go play in Cali if that school is making bread? Because that means now, now you can start signing, now you could go ahead and start signing signatures. Bam. Money. Now if you if 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 there if 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 there's a local car wash that wants to use you in a billboard, bam, money. If the local radio station wants to use you in a billboard, bam, bread. If the local bakery wants to use you in a commercial, bam, De Niro. California wants to use you in your movie, bam, moolah. I'm just saying, why not go to California? And also it made me think immediately that, you know what? This has got to be the very slow downfall of the NCAA saying that, hey, you can't pay these players. Like, you got to figure, like, this had to be the very slow downfall or NCAA losing their grips on not playing players. This that's what you would think. Nope. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> what ended up happening instead... What ends up happening instead is that the NCAA is, is doubling down. Like, yo, you know what? California, if you want to play players, you know what? We're going to raise you with saying, then you know what? None of your players are going to qualify for championships. Wait, what? Whoa, 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 Come back now. So the NCAA said, well, if you, well, and this is a state law. So this is a state law. NCAA came back and said, well, listen, I understand this is a state law, but we the NCAA. We, we, about, to, we about to push out our chest. You know what I mean? We want we to show you that we, we the real big dogs on campus. You understand? And we gonna tell you Danger that zone. nope, you don't get to pay your players still. We still the NCAA. This is still our house. This is my house. This is mi casa. Y yo viva aquí. I live here. And if you pay your players, they won't qualify for a championship. Which now brings me back to like, you know what NCAA? You know what, NCAA? Fuck you, NCAA. How about that? How about that, NCAA? How about you take two of these smoking guns? Because if this is something that's going to help California with their recruiting, 
then big facts why wouldn't north carolina come and jump on that why wouldn't florida come and jump on that why wouldn't texas jump on that why wouldn't listen you got you got a dude in alabama that, that that's over there making moves all by himself why wouldn't alabama jump on that because alabama's been a powerhouse for a minute now alabama's gonna be over there like yo we can't play you but we can't pay you but we guarantee that you're gonna get drafted and you're gonna get shown on tv but we can't give you none of that TV money, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, you're going to see on TV, but we ain't going to give you none of that TV money. Nah, pimping. All of these schools need to jump on it. And then, listen, NCAA, I understand that you out here, say that you out here looking for the kids' interest, but I can't honestly tell you what good the NCAA has ever done. I mean, granted, yeah, I mean, there's some Title IX stuff, and they do help pass a couple laws, and you can't say that they, they try to help the kids, um, uh, um, protect the kids and they try to stop them from being taken advantage of but you are still taking advantage of them and there's a ton of people that work for the NCAA that are making tons hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars off of these kids as well by telling them what they can and cannot do with their body their likeness so if the NCAA wants to stick in their guns and say you know what if any school Florida uh, state Florida California Texas, New York, Jersey, Washington, Alabama. If these schools want to go ahead and stop giving their players dough and you don't want to give them championships, then why do you need the NCAA to solidify your championship? Break out and make your own conference. You already have a school like North, like Notre Dame that's like, yo, we, yo we, we by ourselves. We've been doing our own things. Like, screw you. Screw your tournament. Screw everything you stand for. Why wouldn't Notre Dame hop on that? Why wouldn't they? And if the NCAA continues to give them backlash, then you just saw, listen, all you really need is dough, motivation, a good backing, and a voice to start a new league. Look what Lonzo Ball did when they wasn't playing his boy. He started a whole new league to try to play to try to pay people like his boy. And now another and now another way to come comes out for you guys to pay these boys, to pay these kids, these young men and women. And you're gonna poo-poo all over that? You gonna shit all over them, act like you ain't trying to give them no bread? I see you. We all see you. And, and I ain't gonna fly. Listen, if, if I'm these schools, if I'm, I'm on these states, yo, if I'm these states, all of you, I start passing it. Florida, go ahead and pass it. You know you'll benefit from it. Texas, go ahead and pass it. You know you'll benefit from it. Georgia, go ahead and pass it. You know you'll benefit from it. Alabama, go ahead and pass it. You, you know you'll benefit from it. New York, just jump in the fray and pass it anyway. You know you'll find a way to benefit from it. California, go ahead and do the same thing. You'll benefit from it. Indiana, go ahead and pass it. You know you'll benefit from it. And while all these schools will benefit from it, and everybody wants to gonna go ahead and start your own league. If they won't give you a championship, go start your own league. Because you know what? Now you have the money. Fuck that. You have the money. Screw everything they're saying. You now have the money to go out and catch everything or, get, or, or give these kids everything from a reward standpoint, right? And from a highlight standpoint, than what the NCAA was technically going to give them. So granted, listen, there's going to be a couple of a couple of ADs that's going to take a pay cut. There's going to be a couple of coaches going to take a pay cut. But we're talking about coaches making three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars. You understand? And we're talking about giving them a pay cut so that they can build a system and a new league to help pay these boys, these men and women, for their athleticism because the NCAA isn't isn't trying to do it. Now, granted, when this happens. You still want to adopt a lot of the things that protect these players. You still want to do a lot of things that, that, that stop these players from being taken advantage of. 
but you want these players to take advantage of their likeness. And that's what we're really trying to say. That's what we're really, 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 really trying to say here. But I, I was thinking, like, the, the, the nerve, the, the cojones. Like, you tell me, you tell me, like, you guys are listening, you guys are watching. Like, like, what, like what would you do here? Like, if you all of a sudden, you're like, yo, we can get paid. We can definitely get paid. But if we get paid, we won't get recognized. We won't get recognized in the, in the NCAA history books. So if they won't recognize you in your history books, this is America, people. You know what I mean, I said? This is America, people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is America, people. Start your own revolutionary revolution. Rise up against your oppressors. Start your own league. Recognize your own players. Because guess what, what? Guess what will happen? If you are still getting the top of the competition for college, then guess what's going to happen? There are going to be professional scouts there to look. If you are getting the top prospects, the top athletes that are coming out of high school, then guess what? Somebody's going to be watching if you build the platform for them to watch. Yeah, it's like that field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Unless you're talking about baseball in Miami, but that's a completely different story. We're going to take a quick break. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast right here on MightySports.net live every single Wednesday at 8.07 p.m. And if you're lucky, you may be catching a very special live airing of it going on live on Facebook Live right now. Because, you know, we're testing it out. We tested out all platforms. Listen, season five, I'm trying to be here with you. I'm trying to be here with you all day, every day. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back. Mighty Sports Podcast. Mighty Sports. Dot net. Also, I don't own the rights to any of the music that you're going to hear. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. If you're still listening, that means you're listening in, in a couple of places today. That means you could be listening right here on live on mytsports.net. Don't forget, if you're not listening live, it's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. If you can't catch the show live, then you know what you can do? You know what you can do? You can always go on mytsports.net. It's mytsports.net. And you can always catch the re-ear. The re-ear is always going to be there to pop flavor in your ear. Don't forget. Also, 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 big shouts out to the Dopish Podcast Network. And, and the people over there, don't worry. You can catch your, don't worry, your boy was on the Dopish Podcast Network. Go to Podbean. Go to the Dopish, that's D-O-P-E-I-S-H, Podcast Network. 
on podcast. Maybe it's not a whole network yet. And you can find your boy all over there. We was having a, listen, we went in there supposed to talk sports. I'm sorry, we went in there supposed to talk hip-hop. I don't know what kind of hip-hop we was going to talk about. We was going in there to talk hip-hop. And it turned into a big sports debate because you already know, anywhere your boy goes, sport, sports comes spewing out of his vein. Toxic with the sports. Toxic with the sports. Shout out to the blade from Papa San. So I know, I know, I know you guys really, what you really want to hear, and I know what you're really looking for. You want to hear about the NBA draft, and I want to talk about the NBA draft because lives will change, lives will change, and things were done, and there was money given out. I'm talking about like tons and tons of dollars given out for number tens, nines, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, number one picks. We ain't worried about the money. We ain't worried about the money. We're worried about the potential. We're looking to put the potential all these players. We're trying to figure out what city are you about to head to. We're about to see if you can help your city win games. We're going to find out if you can win the heart of the city. And we mean this for a lot of players. So listen, before the NBA draft even happened, we already knew there was a big trade that happened that changed up the look of this draft. And that was, number one, Anthony Davis going over to the New Orleans Pelicans and the LA Lakers setting their number four pick to the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, you have to look through the whole entire draft to see what the New Orleans Pelicans managed to do. They managed to get several picks, just like the, I believe Brooklyn did. You have to really look at the leads and see I see all the names that was on there. So as you already know, let, let, since we're here talking about basketball and its own full effect, we got one television on keeping us up to date with everything that happens on basketball as Kevin Durant has declined his player option and something we're going to talk about later in the, in, the, in the show. We also have the Connecticut Suns versus the Dallas Wings. Um, as the Dallas Wings are up 43-38 to 38 on the Connecticut Suns. The Connecticut Suns are trying to win their 8th straight game in their team history. This is ever. So right now, they're on a 7-game winning streak. They've been looking hot. Like they have been looking like... <laughs> <laughs> they've been looking like a team. They've been looking. They've been looking like a team, and they're making moves. I don't know the record quite yet. I just want to. I just want to say that they've at least won seven of the last ten games. At minimum, I can tell you that much. But we're gonna see if they can pull out this game right now. Right now, we're talking. We're in the third quarter. We're halfway through. Six minutes and forty seconds left, and that score is 43-41. We will keep you tuned and locked in with any updates that we may find. So the NBA draft is here. NBA, oh, the NBA draft, NBA draft came and went, and what's that noise? That sound, folks. Play, play it again. That is the sound of hope. Now, some of you may coincide that with the sound that you hear before a player is drafted in the NBA. No, 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 no. You need to look a little bit deeper, my friend. You hear that again? Let, let, let that chime in. Let, let that resonate into your bones, into your body. Let, let that wash over you. Hear it again. That is the sound of hope. The hope that your team knows what the fuck they're doing when they're drafted. Unlike the Knicks did in the last couple of years when they had, when they had Phil Jackson trying to pick for the triangle. That's, you're hoping that your team knows what they're doing. You're hoping 
that there's top talent or there's talent remaining when your team picks. You're hoping that your team has done diligence. You're hoping that your team has a has a trusted has a trusty farm system that develops players. You're hoping that your, if your team has a bad farm system, that they got a player that you can't fuck up even if you try. You're hoping you got somebody blockbuster enough to make people want to watch your team. You are hoping that you get somebody to make you better. And for the most part, I'm going to say for these first top 10 picks, you might be getting better. And not for nothing, for all of the players that we talked about last week, right? All of, all of the players that we talked about last week that were going to the top 10, I want to say that at least nine of them were drafted in the top 10. Now, one of them, I can't confirm where they were on my list last week, to be honest with you, because I didn't put anybody there. Because, to be honest with you, the person's name that was there didn't, 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 didn't jump out to me. And also, the team didn't jump out to me. So I was like, why was what? Why? 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 Why would I even try to even figure out who they were? But they changed my mind. And they made themselves matter. So we're going to talk about them. So let's start this off. And with the number one pick in the NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select... The power forward out of Duke, standing at six foot seven, two hundred eighty-five pounds, Zion Williamson. Yes, you want to pick Zion Williamson, and it was basically a foregone conclusion it was going to pick Zion Williamson, but that did not stop the tears of Zion Williamson coming down as he was being picked, and he was just happy, he was relieved. That he finally was able to walk across that stage in that cream-colored suit, weighing it better than the failed King LeBron. Cause he really looked my he really looked Miami in that one, didn't he? He looked he really looked Miami Vice in, in, in that in that picture in that suit. But he goes he gets drafted number one, which is no surprise, right? With the number two pick of the NBA draft, the Memphis Grizzlies. Select the point guard out of Maury State. Standing at six foot three, one hundred seventy-five pounds. Ja Morant. And folks, we're happy because this means that the potential overall best player, one of the potential overall best players, because we see the cup. We we mentioned a guy that that's in here that looked like was the overall best player for his team. We just don't know if he was the overall best player coming into this draft. Yeah, I got my spike. Listen, listen, listen. Got you here, cut. Your boy's looking all fresh to death. Yeah, I'm over here trying to rock the spiky hair jutsu. You know, trying to follow after the master Jiraiya Sensei. But today's draft day. We're not here to bring attention to my haircut. We're here to bring attention to my team and the rest of the NBA. So they get the dynamic point guard, John Moran. And we're happy. We're happy because... The, who's the, the potential best player falls directly into our lap. And this is something that we were hoping for. This is something that we were, that we wanted. Now, it was a point in time that we would have wanted John Morant, but John Morant's little knee surgery, that scares us. And I understand people say, hey, it's just a cleanup. Hey, it's just a cleanup. Just to clean up, listen, just to clean up sounds a bunch of different ways. There's afterthought, as we spoke about before, where you don't even remember the guy had a knee surgery. In Russell Westbrook, or there's all you think about 
where a guy had a similar knee surgery. And that's all you could ever talk about. Same position, same kind of dynamic player in Derrick Rose. Or you kind of get a tweener. Somebody that gets a cleanup early in college. And I didn't mention this last week because it just came to me now. A guy that get, kind of gets a cleanup in college. You know, like how to, how to have some things going up but kind of get a little cleanup in college. Decide, decides to take care of it now so it doesn't become a, pl- a problem later. Well, this player became an all-star. This player became was a scoring champion. This player was is, or is a three-time champion. But this player also had a bunch of injuries. And it was just his own personal drive that allowed him to play through it. But this player didn't win anything by himself. He needed the great Shaq Diesel to help him win a championship. Shaq Diesel, Antoine Walker, Gary Payton. White chalk, just to name a few. And then again, he needed somebody that they consider, that they consider the greatest player of this generation of basketball. We're talking about Dwayne Wade. So listen, if you're telling me, worst case scenario, Derrick Rose. Best case scenario, Dwayne Wade? Where you just know he's managing his injuries? Or... Middle case scenario, Russell Westbrook, where he just never he doesn't never know about it, but he doesn't win anything. So that still scares me because you're still telling me he's injury prone, and none of those guys that I mentioned have ever won anything by themselves. It took it took massive amount of help to get him. I'm talking about massive. And Dwayne Wade, we're talking about massive. Russell Westbrook couldn't do it with James Harden and Kevin Durant. Massive. So do I want him? I like him. He may be one of those players that maybe I'd, I'd like better from afar than on my team. Because there's a lot of players that are like that in the league for me. The New York Knicks, they get R.J. Barrett. As R.J. Barrett, the shooting guard, out of Duke, six foot seven, 208 pounds, basically making himself known now. He's a New York Knick. Wow. That's a quote from him. A New York Nick. Wow. Yeah, brother. You're a New York Nick. And as this as this, and as this New York Nick team start to even itself out, a pick like this, with the potential that he has, if he plays well, it starts to put the other pieces into perspective, right? It makes Kevin Knox look a little bit better, right? Spring a little bit perfume on him. You help him reset the cycle. And it helps Kevin Knox get into the, get into his role. That is if R.J. Barrett is the guy that we think he is. It helps a guy like Kevin Knox get a little bit more into his role. But also, it lets him realize that I don't have to do this all by myself. I got another guy. And, and Lonzo Trier that can get his own shot off. Which means that there has to be proper spacing for me to cook myself. Which now means that you create proper spacing for Trier to cook. Which also means that... You also allow space for Dennis Smith Jr. to cook as well and get by his man, all working the pick and roll with Robinson. And oh yeah, the Knicks also got him, got somebody else. We'll talk about him a little bit later. So if we're the Knicks, if you're the, uh, if you're a Knicks fan, you have to be happy. As you can see, I'm standing up right now. I don't even know which hat to put on. Like you understand, like I ain't. Oh, I dropped something. I, I, I ain't know which hat to put on. But I'm telling you, only in America can that be your number one problem. Because somewhere in America, we're hoping that these picks, like somebody is hoping that these picks don't last. 
But we're going to make it last. And we're going to hope that these picks pan out to be what we want them to. So we're, good. So, we're project so we're projecting positivity. We're projecting hope. We're projecting all, all rainbows and rays of sunshine over here. Because that's what we need. That's what we want. Shout out to the listeners from Russia. Shout out to my listeners from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to my listeners from Florida. I want to give you. I want to give all you guys a big up. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I know. I know. That, I know. There's a couple more than I'm missing. But but I but I wanted to. Oh, here we go. Shout out from Yumeni, Slovakia. Yes, I see. I see you guys listening to the podcast. I appreciate you guys listening from everywhere that you can possibly be listening at. So the New York Knicks get R.J. Barrett with the number three pick. And I'm happy. And once again, this is all the hope we're talking about. Because what the NBA has already done, the NBA has already, ha already has them matched up with the number one, with the first game in the Summer League. Yes, that's going to be New Orleans and Zion Williamson versus R.J. Barrett in the New York Knicks. And you have to remember, we're probably going to see... As close to the New York Knicks line, starting lineup that you could probably think of. Because we're talking about the Summer League. Where usually your first, second, and third year players still manage to play in. Until they have proven that they can really get their get their legs underneath them. So. You can expect to probably see Alonzo Trier. You can probably expect to see Kevin Knox. You can probably expect to see Mitchell Robinson. Dennis Robinson, um, Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. You probably won't see, but it's a possibility. Like he's not above the summer league, is he? Like you tell me. So let's talk now. This is where things start to take. Now things start to get interesting because now these are where all the moves start happen. We kind of knew for a fact that nothing was gonna happen, right? For the first, second, maybe even third pick, right? Even though they thought about it, uh, they made Knicks fans nervous. I hate the way they throw New York name into everything. Oh, the Knicks made may trade out of that pick. Well, you know what? Your mother may get hit by a car. Anything could happen, right? What did Kevin Garnett say? Anything's possible. Well, let's stop it because I really do hate the way they they throw the Knicks name in, into everything. With the number four pick, the L.A. Lakers pick DeAndre Hunter. And we already knew that this was a pick that was going to go to New Orleans. DeAndre Hunter, the six foot seven point guard out of North Carolina, out of University of North Carolina, one of the schools that should be playing there, that, that, that should, one of the states that should take up what Cali did. Duke was going to fall, in, see Duke would fall right into that. I don't know where Help Murray State is. Virginia should fall into should take. I'm telling you. If if half the if half the if half of the cities on the East Coast or the states on the East Coast just doesn't um um do what California does and follow suit, I don't know what I don't know what else. I don't know what else to think. If every damn every school in the Big East should do it. At least what we used to be the Big East should do it. So they get that point guard out of North, out of University of North Carolina. So now you start to add little pieces, right? Because this is another point guard that New Orleans get. New Orleans get. Let's not forget, New Orleans already has Drew Holiday. 
New Orleans already has Lonzo Ball. Now New Orleans adds this kid, DeAndre Hunter, who was pretty much a consensus number four pick. So now they get three point guards, right? One veteran, but two that may just be guys that can fly up and down that court and... Man, when you're flying up and down that court, who do you have trailing? Who do you have following you? Oh, yeah, keep an eye on Zion as he comes flying by. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something that I said on the Dopish podcast. I understand the hype that's coming from about Zion, but I don't know if Zion's going to be anything better than a better Kenneth for real. And, and listen, what am I saying is that He's going to get you 23 and 9, 23 and 12. Like, I expect Zion Williamson to be able to average anywhere between 18 to 25 points and get anywhere between 8 to 12 rebounds a game in his rookie season. And if he's giving you, even in his second season, third season, if he's giving you 23 and 8, 23 and 12 on a consistent basis, fretting with a double-double, 20 and 12, 19 and 12, that's pretty much, that's, listen, that's not bad. I mean, you want better from him, but until he could develop, but until he, until he could develop his own shot, or, you, or we can see him create off the, create off the bounce for himself, or be, or be able to make his own scoring move that isn't just catch, jump, dunk, then maybe I will have a little bit more faith in him. I seen him hit a couple of shots. That was a couple of shots. We want to see more, so so we're gonna have we're gonna have the eyes on them because the Pelicans are gonna have a young squad to run out there, not just for the regular season, but starting this earlier summer league preseason. The number five pick, the number five pick <laughs> goes to Cleveland, and they pick the point guard out of Vanderbilt. Six foot two, two hundred pounds. Kobe White. Sorry, my bad. Darius Garland. <laughs> Darius Garland. Now, we spoke about Darius Garland last week. Darius Garland was the point guard we were hoping that Phoenix would have landed. Now, part of the reason why we thought we was hoping this was a point guard that Phoenix would have landed because. This was a point guard that was shooting 53% from the from the field and 47% from three-point range. He, so he was a bona fide 50-40 guy. I don't know what he was shooting on his free throws, but but if he's anywhere above 80%, then he is damn near close to being a 50-40-90. And shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting, and he doesn't look like the kind of J.J. Reddick kind of shooter that you're like, ah, I don't think that's gonna really, 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 gonna really qualify. Translate over, over to the NBA, over, over to the association. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I'm saying, you know what I mean? No, I'm saying, know what I mean? He's not one of those guys. I was just a head scratcher when I saw that Cleveland picked him up, because hmm, 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 hmm. I thought Cleveland had enough point guards. I thought Cleveland. To be honest with you, just got a point guard last year that they were very high on. So it kind of threw me for a loop when they got when they got another small guard at that. And I say small guard for a reason because we're talking about two guys that are going to be 6'2", 6'3", 
200 pounds, 185 pounds. So we're going to see how they start to work those two guys into the lineup in Cleveland. But this could just be Cleveland just failing all over again and doing what Cleveland does when they don't have somebody like LeBron James attached to them over the last two decades. With the number six pick, finally, the Phoenix Suns pick Jarrett Culver, the shooting guard out of Texas Tech, six foot six, 195 pounds. Now, this is a guy that we thought was going to go to Atlanta based on how the big board was telling us. And instead, he goes to Phoenix. And initially, I was going to be happy that Phoenix was going to get a guy of this caliber. Because when we talked about him last year, we're talking about a guy that was the big 12 player of the year. We're talking about a guy that led his team in points, rebounds, and assists. We're talking about a guy that in the Big 12 ranked third in points, nine in rebounds, and fourth in assists. He was in the top 10 in all statistical, all, in all offensive statistical categories. Well, in points, rebounds, and assists. Let's put it that way. That was your boy, Jared Culver. But no, he doesn't go to Phoenix to, to get added on with the great shooter that is Devin Booker. No, no, no. Instead, that is traded over to the Timberwolves. So the Minnesota Timberwolves adds a guy that hopefully can be a better scorer than Wiggins. Basically, they're still looking for somebody... There was, <laughs> something's wrong with the video. I saw the video may have been cut. So, this now gets added to, to, to the Minnesota Timberwolves. As they're, cause, and they're still looking for somebody that can also get the ball in their hands, that can be another go-to scorer, that, or that can fit on that team to be productive enough where they feel like, hey, we actually have somebody that we can trust that is going to put buckets up, possibly for us. Help us score. Help us win. <laughs> because that's really what it is. They're, 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 really, they're trying to find somebody to really help them win and help them get on though because they have a lot of young talent over there. And I mean a lot, a lot, a lot of young talent. But do they have enough young talent to help them win games? And that is probably where the problem is. That's probably where the confusion is. And that's probably where you get where you get this pick coming in from. Because why else pick a guy like this? Why else trade? with the Phoenix Suns and move up if you didn't think that this was a guy that was going to help you put up buckets and help fill in, fill in some of those off-guard off needs off-guard needs that you that, 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 that you that you were looking for basically you're looking for a guy to give you what Jimmy Butler gave you without degrading you <laughs> we're going to take a break it's Mighty Sports Podcast with MightySports.net that's MYTSports.net when we come back, we're going to finish talking about the back half of this draft. We ain't going to talk too much. We're going to talk about the other half of these top 10 picks. We're going to probably take a look at some, at some picks that 
we thought were interesting, and then we're gonna move into some wrestling because whoo, we got an event coming up. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast right here, live on MightySports.net. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses' Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget, Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. No, and we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Talento Mar Taylor. If you're still listening, I mean, you're listening right here at MightySports.net. For the ones that were watching, that were following the stream on Facebook, we are having some technical difficulties. So all we have is audio right now to switch over to MightySports.net, and you'll be able to catch all of the podcasts. And plus, it's better here anyway, because you don't get to hear all, all of these commercials. You don't get to hear all of these drops. You don't get to hear all of these beds of music. You don't, you don't get to hear none. It's just better on the, on the radio site, isn't it? That's what I was thinking. Like, you don't get that. So as we continue moving on, right? The Chicago Bills have the number seven pick. And they pick the guy, Kobe White. He is the shooting guard out of Virginia. Six foot five, 185 pounds. Now, Kobe White is part of that Virginia team that was just bombing and berating three. So we got to hope that this is a guy that has some kind of offensive prowess to him. Don't know much about Kobe White, but I do know that he was a top five prospect and he was potentially supposed to go to Cleveland at um, with their pick. But no, it seems that he has he fall he fell a little bit to the number seven pick. But listen, still a guy that was projected to go in the top ten and still made it into the top ten. Next up on the board, we have Atlanta. And Atlanta had two picks in the top 10. And based off of the moves that happened with the NBA free agency and the draft, it doesn't seem like Atlanta really had two anymore. As Atlanta also happens to make a uh, make a deal with the Pelicans as they send the number 8th pick, who happens to be Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, folks, this is the center out of Texas, 6'11", 220 pounds. Folks, he said they send him to the Pelicans. So the Pelicans now, we're talking about, they have Zion Williamson, right? They get Lonzo Ball. They get this Big 12 Player of the Year. They were going to get the number four pick, but you know what they did? They took the number four pick and they switched it off for the number eight pick. 
And you know what? I didn't check to see if the number 10 pick as well. I think the number 10 pick also goes to them. So we're going to talk about them too as well when we get there. So they get the center out of Texas. And we talked about the center out of Texas last week. Because this is the guy. We talked about both. Because remember, there were two guys we were talking about. We were talking about the shooting guard out of Texas Tech and the center out of Texas. And we talked about both of them together because they were potentially supposed to be going to Atlanta. If everything worked out properly. One was the Big 12 player of the year. One was the Big 12 freshman of the year. Well, here goes the Big 12 freshman of the year. And this is the center. And he's going to go to New Orleans. So now they lose a big. Now they lose a the center at Anthony Davis. And you replace him with the Big 12 center of the year. Got a guy that was shooting 73%, which we probably realize is awful. Um, was based off of a lot of lobs and dunks and putbacks. But he also um, blocked two. Um, he also had two blocks per game, which lets you know that he was active. So we're talking about a guy that's probably going to be a DeAndre Jordan, a Rudy Gobert. Tyson Chandler kind of guy. A DeAndre Jordan, which you don't mind. You get him now. An athletic guy that can finish over the top. You pair him now with a Zion Williamson. An athletic power forward is going to finish over the top. Now you add him with Lonzo Ball and all of these other pieces that we keep telling you about. And you start to get yourself a pretty decent team. Now the one pick that we had no clue about, we didn't even look. We didn't even look him up. We didn't even pay attention to them. Is what we were talking about right here with the number nine pick, Washington Wizards. They pick Rule Hachimaru, and he is, and yes, he's an Asian player, and he makes it out into the league. I believe he was about six foot six. May have made it. May, may have also made his way over to Gonzaga. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not quite sure. But he is a small forward, and. I find this interesting because don't really know what, what this does for Washington. Um, John Wall is already out for this year. Um, we don't know if Bradley Beal is going to remain on the team. We don't know if, if John Wall is going to remain on the team because we do know if we know we do know one thing for sure is that we keep hearing rumors that they one of these guys is going to be traded before the season is over or before we get to the to M, to, uh, to NBA free agency or let me back it up until. Now, one of these guys will be traded by the time we get to the NBA trade deadline. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So it's going to be interesting to see what Washington continues to do. Now, with the 11th pick, and the only reason we're bringing this one up is because it went to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Minnesota Timberwolves sends that pick over to the Phoenix Suns. So now, now we see them swapping picks, the number six pick for the number 11 pick. And they get the kick Cameron Joshua. Cameron Joshua, athletic wing player, small forward, good offensive skills, great finishing around the rim, a great slashing wing defender scorer as well to add to a guy that's a knockdown, bona fide shooter like your boy, Devin Booker. It seems like the the Connecticut Suns have completed the comeback. They are now up 65 to 63 with four minutes to five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, as they are on the way to see if they can solidify their eighth straight victory. Kevin Durant opts out of his player option. Al Horford opts out of his player option. Mark Gasol opts into his player option. More news coming. More news coming. More news coming. More news coming. With the number 10 pick. 
the sorry, we're on the number 11 pick. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, they pick Cameron Joshua and they send them over to the Phoenix Suns. We're gonna skip a little bit and we're gonna get to the number 13 pick. With the number 13 pick, Miami Heat. We don't care who the Miami Heat picked, to be honest with you. We don't care. We didn't even write it down. Miami Heat, you got a bum. To be honest, we don't even know who Miami Heat got. But the Miami Heat has Miami culture. So the Miami Heat is gonna put somebody in their culture. He's gonna look alright. He may be trade bait. Who knows what the Miami Heat are doing? Kent Bezmore and Evan Turner get swapped with the Hawks and forget what Bezmore is at Sacramento. Not quite sure. Can't remember. With the number forty-fourth pick, yes, folks, we are jumping that far into the draft because once you get past the top ten, are we really are we, are we really locked in? Unless you were talking about your team, we're always kind of concerned how. These teams may be able to um, pick up players that can potentially help them win games. So with the number 44th pick, the Denver Nuggets picked up a guy that, for the most part, from an offensive talent standpoint, everybody thought that, listen, you're looking at a guy at 7 foot 3 or whatever he is, and we're talking about the great um we're talking about we're talking about Ball who is the son of 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 Manuk Bo. Right? Who passed away so he wasn't able to see his son get drafted. But Bobo, seven foot three guy, has a jumper. Um basically, you're talking about a guy that looks a lot like Christoph Porzingis, to be honest with you. But he already has injury problems like Christoph Porzingis. Looks real fragile. Looks like if a guy like the center in Detroit tries to back him down, he's going to snap in half. He looks like if, if, if Vujovic, right, or the center in Denver, right? That's what I'm thinking about. If they back him down, he's going to be in trouble. It looks like if anybody, it looks like if Zion Williamson backs him down, he's going to be in trouble. But... Think about Zion. Zion won't be able to shoot over him. He looks like he could withstand being backed down by Rudy Gobert. Maybe even by Giannis Antetokounmpo. But if them, if I, I think, I think, listen, if Enos Cantor tries to back him down, it looks like he may break. Steve Adams, he'll break. So you understand the kind of build that we're saying that this guy has. So he kind of has that Kevin Durant kind of build, right? Yeah, Giannis, that early Giannis Antetokounmpo kind of build. But... He has that Kevin Durant-ish kind of face-up game. Not said ish, meaning that he, he can get the ball off the dribble. Like I said, more Christoph Porzingis than Kevin Durant, more than anything else, if you want to think about it. And with the 44th pick, as they moved up and took that pick from Miami. See, Miami? I got you in here. I got you in here, Miami. Hold on, hold on. Make sure Miami get their love. Make sure Miami get their love. So, there you go, Miami. Make sure we get you guys in there properly. Three or five of my city, right? Ball ball goes to the Denver Nuggets. And 
while I could perfectly understand why no team wanted to take a risk on him in that first round, man, when I heard out of all of the picks, right? So, 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 so. Out of all of the picks that caught my eye, out of all of them, this is the one that I was like, wait a minute. This is the one that got me super excited. This, this was the one. Was Ball Ball going to Denver? Because Denver was already a team that's up and coming. Denver was already a team that was, that, for the, mo for the majority of the season, they were either the number one, number, number two, or number three team in the league. Or in the West. So let's act like, let's not act like, like like Denver didn't already have enough offense, enough defense, and enough chemistry, enough cohesiveness, enough coaching, enough development to bring the to bring their team around. Now you got a guy like Ball Ball, which he doesn't even have to he doesn't have to start now. You got starters. You you got you have all star level starters at his position. You just need him initially to learn. Come off the bench. If he can do what he was doing off the bench initially, he'll get those key minutes when it matters. And could you imagine now if you can't stop him or the Joker? Along with all the rest of the young talent that they have in Denver? And oh yeah, isn't Isaiah Thomas in, in there somewhere doing something? Somewhere? And, and... They still got this kid Porter Jr. coming out. So you understand that Denver can get better, extremely better. And we're just talking about if they were to get the guy that they drafted last year back. Now you got a guy like Ball Ball? I think Denver, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock Denver in as a bona fide playoff contender. As a bona fide potential number one team in the West. And for a team that was that close, listen, I don't believe in Houston. We could talk we could talk about this all summer. Right? We go we could talk about this next week. About the contenders and the pretenders and the guys that have been making moves. But I don't believe in Houston. I don't believe in Golden State this year coming up. I believe that Lakers will make a splash. The Portland Trailblazers will continue to do what they do. And those are probably going to be your five best teams again. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We're going to have to see how Golden State really pans out with just Steph there for the majority of the season if you don't have another bona fide shooter to really help them out. And then... With the number 47th pick. The New York Knicks select Ignis Braskis. To a guy we have not we know nothing about. We know that he was a we know well I shouldn't say we know nothing about because I'm about to tell you everything I know about him. This is a guy that basically he was a Lithuania player. Um a great wing a Great, a good wing player in Lithuania, but um, didn't do much in college. But 
definitely. Actually, I may be thinking about the wrong guy. Am I thinking about Rule Hachimura? Didn't do much in college. Yeah, that was Hachimura. Didn't do much in college in his rookie year. I've only averaged about like two points per game. Um, blew up in the under 17th International League. Um, was averaging about like 20-something points per game over there. And then came into his second season and Gonzaga put up about 11 points per game, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I'm definitely com confusing Ignis Braskis, who New York Knicks just picked, with Rule Hachimura. But, but Ignis Braskis is a Lithuania player. He also did play in the under-17 league, and this is the place that, that he was most, that he received his best notoriety from, putting up about 11, 11 to 15 points per game. I'm able to be a good slasher from the power forward position. Um, had, had a keen eye for finding buckets. That's about all I know about him. So the Knicks are going to add him along with R.J. Barrett. And we're going to see if the New York Knicks now can start to piece th things together. Because that's the draft. Now we get to talk about the what-ifs. Now the big what-ifs come. We get to play something that I like to call virtual GM, GM, GM. I just made that up. <laughs> But we get to play a little bit virtual GM, but not before we go and take our last commercial break. So please stay tuned on mytsports.net. You listen to Talent Omar Taylor on the Mighty Sports Podcast. They didn't join Ooh, this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor, a.k.a. the Tin Man, a.k.a. Tony Baritone, a.k.a. Yo, your podcaster's favorite podcaster. I'm just saying I am what I am, and that's all that I am. I eat my spinach every day because that's what I am. Now, this WNBA game is coming down to the wire. We have just about under a minute to go, and the Dallas Wing are up on the Connecticut Sun, 72-70, to 70, as they currently have a play in review to see if that last shot that was just put up out of about, about a – Connecticut Suns was uh, if it's going to be able to count or if that was a shot clock violation. And Marcus saw exercise his player option. And just to let you know, that was for $25.6 million to return to the Toronto Raptors. And I'm looking at him like, hey. Now, he's one of those guys that you figure like he, it, it probably makes sense that he would opt into his contract. But he's also a guy that you would think of, that you would figure that if he opted out of his contract, he could get $45 million over the next three years, but also, not for nothing, I also feel the same way about him if he opt that if he, 
that if he opted into his con, uh, if he plays next year as well. So maybe he is doing the right thing. I'm take the 25 million because I'm, I'm thinking about the Al Horford deal, right? Where you got to figure Al Horford is gonna get like 100 million dollars, maybe. We got to figure is Mark Gasol gonna get another 100 million dollars? He's gonna get another 75 million dollars. Will he be getting another 20? Will he get another 60 million dollars to play in this league for another three years? See, that, those are the things we're talking about. So, yeah, I, I, I can see it where, yeah, take that money now. Take that $25 million now. And it was probably happen at the end of this year. Depending on what you do with this team, you may get another three-year deal. That three-year deal is probably going to be anywhere between 15. Actually, no, bending on, like, actually, you constantly have to keep looking at um, how things are, are progressing and, 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 and inflation. So, you're probably going to figure that at minimum he's going to get $15 million. He could get probably still $25 million a year. Depending on how that salary cap raises up next year and, and what we're looking at. Don't be surprised to see him with a $23 million league. Um, um, $23 million um salary next year. You know, just pay that man $70 million over the next three years. That's 23 mil, 23 mil, 23 mil. And some change. And some change. And some change. If you're getting Mark Gasol with this new salary cap, for 23 mil over the next three years on your team, I don't think you look at that as a, as a pretty bad deal if you're a playoff contender or if you're thinking that he's going to help your team win. Like, if you're a boss and you get him, you don't think bad about that. Right? Then like, like you, you, you think that's a win-win. Like, that's a double whammy. Double whammy. So the free agency starts, and we've already started talking about what's, what, what started happening, right? We got Evan Turner um, switching with, with, with Kent Bazemore. Um, as can as Evan Turner goes to the Hawks, we have a couple of people retiring. We have Tony Parker officially retiring. We have Shannon Fry officially retiring. Shannon Fry, former New York Nick. We have Dwayne Wade officially retiring this year. Within the, within the next five years, Shannon Fry probably won't make it into the Hall of Fame. He probably won't even sniff the Hall of Fame. But Tony Parker and Dwayne Wade, oh yeah, those are two first ballot. Now, obviously, we hear about Kevin Durant, and we hear about Kamala, about Kawhi Leonard. Both of those individuals both opting out of their contracts to do whatever they whatever they're gonna do, which we which we which we don't know yet. And this is where things start to come into play and things start to get tricky. Alright, we have the Connecticut Suns at the line taking free throws and they missed the first one. Bad. Twenty seconds left. The game is still seventy two seventy. This is where things get start to get tricky because as things start to move on and things start to progress, it's everything starts to get a little bit more murky. As to where they missed both of those free throws. What the hell just happened? What did I just miss? Did they miss the free throws and the ball go out of bounds? And the wings got the ball back? So let's see. Yep. They missed the free throws. And they're going out of bounds. Um. They called a foul on 
Okay, so they called a foul. Okay, so that's what happened. So Connecticut missed, missed both free throws, uh, and in attempts to get the rebound, they called a loose ball foul on the Connecticut Suns as they as the Dallas Star player managed to get the rebound. <laughs> Dallas Star player managed to get the rebound, and you can see that the Connecticut Sun player made contact with them to force them out of bounds, and that's where the loose ball foul comes from. And that's how the Wings continue to have the ball back with 19.1 seconds left. It looks like the Connecticut Suns seven-game winning streak is going to come to an end. And I can say for a fact, without knowing anything about Connecticut, the Connecticut Suns, knowing anything about their team, knowing, without knowing anything about their players or anything that any one of them does, I can tell you I am 100% Happy that they lost and that their streak is broken. Are you kidding me? Connecticut, Boston, that whole entire area. I don't give a fuck. I don't like them. I ain't going to root for them. I ain't rooting for the Connecticut Suns. I ain't rooting for the Celtics. I ain't rooting for the, what was it, what was it? The, the, the Boston Bruins. I ain't rooting for the Red Sox. I ain't rooting for the Patriots. I, I, ain't, I ain't rooting for the, what's, what's the college team? I ain't rooting for the Yukon Huskies. Nada, nada, nada. Fuck them all, son. Fuck them all right in the air. So, the Connecticut Suns about to, uh, are about to lose this game. And you know what we say to the Dallas Wing? Big up, big up. What do we say to the Dallas Wing? Big up, big up. Exactly. Sorry, Connecticut Suns, that you can't go on your eight-game winning streak. Sorry, Connecticut Suns, that you're about to lose. <laughs> Fuckers. Can't stand them. Don't even know them. <laughs> So, <laughs> listen, my fandom is that real, B. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Listen, Miami has proven to be the only state that I wholeheartedly hate that I am willing to at least root for one or two of their teams. And for Florida, listen, that's college and hockey. And that's because I have no real invested interest in hockey. So, because I want to go to hockey games and actually possibly be part of the cheering crowd, I will adopt them as my Home team. But every time they go up against the Rangers, or the Islanders, or even the Devils, I'm rooting against them. Say it. Brooklyn, stand up. I ain't no fraud. Fuck you thought this was. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, both of them are going to be free agents, right? And the big thing is happening right now, even though they both have opted out of their contracts, nobody knows where the fuck these motherfuckers are going to go, right? Like, let's, 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 let's start getting real. Like, we're we about to get as real as, as real can be. Nobody knows where the fuck these guys are going to go. And, 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 this is, and this is throwing everybody off. This, this is fucking up all of the church's money. Because the New York Knicks wanted to get him. But now we got James Dolan talking about, I need to see the medical records. Which, listen, 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 listen. I don't know if somebody leaked that out just to shit on James Dolan. Because I would assume that every single person or every single team that is going to get Kevin Durant needs to see their medical records first. I would assume that that is just a foregone formality. Even if Kevin Durant wasn't injured, you would want to see his records. 
He just came off a calf injury. You were probably going to have to see his records for that anyway. But the fact that they let that leak out about the New York Knicks, somebody is trying to shit on him. They're trying to make James Dolan seem more inept than he already is. And we already know that that guy's a, real, a bona fide fuck-up. Like, like when it comes when it when it comes to like like degenerate owners of the NBA, oh yeah, we wished New York Knicks fans wish it was him talking shit about Magic and and how he felt about his players in a racial with racial undertone. People wish it was it was him so that he was forced to sell the team. But instead, it was the guy in the Clippers. And now look at that. They get a new billion billion dollar owner. They get Doc Rivers. They, they're, they're winning games even after they get rid of two of their star players. I feel like Dolph Ziggler when I look at the LA Clippers. Like, it could have been me. It should have been me. But instead, Knicks are where the Knicks are at. You don't want to harp on that too much. Also, that last scream, it hurt the voice. Yeah, it did. Put it straight on the voice that I didn't want to go there. So, Kevin Durant is now hearing bad things coming out of New York about how much we want him. And no, 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 no. Let's not get this twisted. This isn't Kyrie where nobody wants you. You guys realize this? And I'm glad the mystique is, is, is lifted. Nobody wants Kyrie. Nobody wants Kyrie, and I'm glad they are seeing it. I'm glad the final evaluation has come. I'm glad everybody is finally looking at his at his full body of work. Kyrie, you may need to go to L.A. to really do get what you want because we don't want you in Brooklyn. We don't want you in the Knicks. They don't want you in Boston. But you know if Boston don't want you, pfft. And then you really must be trash because they'll accept any garbage. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Danger zone. Fun guy. <laughs> So, listen, I don't want Kyrie. We, we could talk about why I don't want Kyrie again, but I don't think I, I, don't, I can go down that rabbit hole again about his false mystique. But they're making it sound like we don't want Kevin Durant. With, with Kevin Durant, we wholeheartedly want. Listen, Knicks fans, if, if you were willing to go through this process, and you know which process I'm talking about, right? Go through this process and do this with Christoph Porzingis who I don't feel like he's any different than Anthony Davis I look at Anthony Davis and Christoph Porzingis almost the same player right now and we gonna see how they plan out but I'm telling you they are the same I, I know people can't see it yet but I see it with the injuries with the offensive skill with the defensive skills with what they bring to the table oh yeah they're damn near the same fucking player Injury, both injury prone, both haven't been able to complete a full season. Oh, yeah. Listen, if you don't agree, fight me about it. Or, if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, 
write me about it. If you're on the site, mightysports.net, just go on, look on the bottom of your screen. You see that little bubble? Click on that bubble, right? Then you're going to see a little thing that says chat or text. Hit me up. Tell me I'm wrong. Engage. Feel like Alistair Black. Somebody come in here and debate me about it. But no, that won't happen. I thought I was in a great spot for the debate. I thought I was in the danger zone. I thought I was in the middle of the drop zone. Yet, nobody could tell me I'm wrong about Kyrie. Nobody can tell me I'm wrong about, about Christoph Porzingis and Anthony Davis. And nobody can tell me where the hell Kyrie Leonard's gonna, um, Kawhi Leonard's going to go. Even though I told you what I hope. Like, now, granted, what I hoped and what I would do if I was him or what I think that he would do are two different things. If I was him, if I was if I was Kawhi Leonard, I'll lolly. No, I'm joking. If I was Kawhi Leonard, I would wholeheartedly stay in Toronto. Why wouldn't you? You like, you understand, like, this is almost the complete opposite of why I'd say that Kevin Durant should go to, or why, why I think like Kevin Durant should go to like Brooklyn, or why even Kawhi Leonard should go to Brooklyn. Because you get insulated, but you get insulated by a whole country. And that's the thing about it. You get a whole country behind you. A whole entire country behind you. Rooting for you. They have nothing else basketball up there. And trust me, why, while Toronto... Maybe hockey country. We're only talking about a specific demographic. Now, let's, let's, let's mind you. We are talking about a specific demographic. When we're talking about hockey, it being hockey country. When we're talking about the basketball side of it, we're, we're talking about a completely different demographic. Now, granted, there are going to be some cross demographics in there. But we're talking about two different sides of the spectrum here. Of the normal person that likes hockey versus the normal individual that likes basketball. Right? Or the normal person that's willing to watch basketball before they watch hockey. Versus the normal person that may be willing to watch hockey before they watch basketball. So, you get a complete, like, no, go, Kwa. Go, go, go. Like, if I was him, I would stay in Toronto. If I was him, I would, I would wholeheartedly go to Toronto and stay there. There'll be no reason for me to leave. None whatsoever. Like, I won a championship, they'd love me. But for me, and my selfish needs, oh, I want Kawhi Leonard to go home. Take your eyes, clock, back on, Bridget. I mean, I want you. I don't want him in Brooklyn. Even I do want him in Brooklyn. But not as a Knicks fan. I want him in Brooklyn as a Brooklyn fan. Because he'll be, he'll be insulated in Brooklyn. And while... Winning in New York is one thing. Winning in Brooklyn would be something different. You understand for anybody that goes to Brooklyn and you win in Brooklyn. Like they say that winning in winning in New York is something. No, 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 no. Let's not get it twisted. Winning in Brooklyn is something. Brooklyn has never had a championship. You would win the first championship ever in Brooklyn history. Think about how braggadocious Brooklyn is. 
You understand how Brooklyn, how much Brooklyn will stand up for the person that wins them a championship? How much we'll take them in? How much we'll adopt them as Brooklyn's second favorite son? Right behind your boy that's talking to you right now, Talent Omar Taylor, a.k.a. the Tin Man, a.k.a. Tony Barrentone? You understand? Brooklyn will insulate you. Brooklyn will be like, yo, fuck all that. Uh, you understand? Think Biggie, think 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 think, think Jay-Z. Like, 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 I think 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 one of them cats from Dipset. I can't remember which one it was. Think how braggadocious people from Brooklyn is. Versus Manhattan. Versus Bronx. Versus everywhere else you've heard about. Think about Brooklyn. You go winning Brooklyn. You are made legendary. Godlike. And while all of the other boroughs may hate, you know what they'll still do? They'll still appreciate. They'll still appreciate. You'll still get favors other places. But you know what? Why do you need favors other places? Brooklyn got everything you need, B. Everything you need. From the bodega to downtown Brooklyn. Got everything you need. And, I, and, and that's just the Brooklyn fan of me speaking. But if you really talking to, to, to the real fan, the Nick fan of me, the lifelong Nick fan, nah, I want him gone, B. I don't want him anywhere. I don't want him anywhere in that East. I, I want I want Toronto to try to figure out winning with just Mark Gasol and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, do that. Let's see how that works. <laughs> it will be a laugh. It will be a comedy show watching Kyle Lowry trying to carry that team. <laughs> oh, my God. We would have fun with it every single week. But Kawhi needs to go to the to the lake to the Clippers, and he needs to go ahead and challenge LeBron James directly, directly, in LA for championships. He needs to be the reason why LeBron James doesn't win championships. He needs to be the reason why the, why the Lakers are afterthought. He needs to be why LeBron James is considered the second, maybe even third, best player in California. Oh, yeah. That can happen. That's what I hope happens. That's like I hope Kevin Durant comes to New York because he needs to come to the Knicks. Let these kids develop because you will like how this how this team develops if they're doing things right. Things look like they are happening right. I told you, that starting lineup looks promising. You understand that after they got RJ Bird, I'm over here looking like NBA 2K like... Oh, I, they need to do an update so I can go ahead and start a, t start a my team league. Because I didn't do one this year. I've been my career, my career, my career. I'll actually do a my, do, um, do a, do a my GM league. Or my team, whatever it's called now. It was not called my team. My team is something else. So next week, there'll be a lot more free agent talk. There wouldn't just be this whole speculation about... Where the top guys are going to go and where the top guys are going to fall. We're going to know where all the K's have felt. Have, have fallen, I should say. Felt. We're going to know where all, where all the K's have fallen. We're going to know where Kawhi Leonard have, has, has gone. We're going to know where Kimball Walker is at. We're going to know where Kevin Durant is at. We're going to know where, 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 did I say Kimball Walker? Uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Damn it. We're going to know where Jimmy Butler's at. We're, we're going to know where 
What's that? Kimber Walker, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant. There are more Ks. There are so many more Ks. Ah, Kyrie Irving. That's right, that bum. We'll know where he's at. <laughs> we'll know where all of them have fallen. At least the majority of them by next Wednesday. Phoenix is going to start by that by Sunday. We're going to know. And we, it's going to be the day before 4th of July weekend. Oh, man. This is going to be a long season because I don't know if I want to end this season. This is how much I'm enjoying the end of this season. I don't know if I want to end it. But there is one thing that does come at the end of the season. And that is the NBA honors. As the NBA puts on their award show. And they start to hand out. I see you visitors out of Pompano Beach, Florida. I appreciate you. One love. As they start to give out their awards and their honors. And recognize all of the individuals that they thought. Or that they voted on. The, the press voted on. The media voted on. All individuals voted on. And said that, hey, you were the guys that were the best of the best. Player, defense, most improved, teammate, rookie, all of it. So start them off. We have the moment of the year. Right? Actually, no, let's switch that up. We have the moment of the year. And the moment of the year... I, I, I'm glad I actually saw that game. Because that game was a good game. And it happened after I... After I and I remember it vividly because I, cause I shouldn't say after. Because it was well after. But I probably did it recently then too. Because I remember how I felt about it after it happened. I was like, hey, wait a minute. What is going on here? <laughs> but it was with... It, the, the winner of that award... Goes to the one and only Derrick Rose. And, and you've heard me sit here in the show bash Derrick Rose all day long. And I'm going to say I was happy for him to get this award because I remember that moment. It was the, yeah, I, I just love the ball, bro. Like, I just, like, like yo, I work my butt off, bro. Like, that's what he said, some shit like that, right? That, that was a heartfelt moment. Like, I felt that moment. Like, yo, I just, like, yo, I, I, I play my heart. I bust my ass. I just want to ball. I just want to hoop. Now, granted, him hooping will always be the second thought to his knees, which will also be an afterthought to like I just I, I just I just I'm just worried about my health, so so I, I can walk around when my kids get older. Like, oh oh, talking about the NBA awards honors. Oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that the NBA award honors are now starting in front of me. As we see this big Shaq Diesel coming out and doing some kind of hippity hoppity thing with the Jabberwockies. They even got his his arch nemesis, Charles Barkley, clapping for him. Shaqery look out of breath. We gotta burn the rest. We gotta burn through these. I don't wanna burn through them. We have the Hustle Award. And the Hustle Award goes to Boston's own Marcus Smart. That's one of those awards that you get basically like you they give it to you like it's one of those you, you, I guess you said like, hey, this guy impacts so many different things on the court, but he doesn't really show up on on the box score on on the numbers. But he's there on every defensive play. He's there on every offensive play. He's hustling. He's he's jumping on the ground. He's jumping in the stands. He's taking charges. 
he is that guy. Like, not for nothing. Not for nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if the bum Kyle Lowry probably would have been at least um, a top five voter for this award as well. Then you get to another special award, which is a Lifetime Achievement Award. That Lifetime Achievement Award was received by the one and only, the one and only's Bird and Magic. Which I thought was pretty cool to have Bird and Magic both get that award. Now, wait a minute, I haven't seen any of this. I haven't seen any of their reactions. I haven't even watched the replay of any of their reactions. So I'm actually going to watch that for the first time after we leave, after we get off the podcast. As we see 2 chains, and... Ah, crap, I forget the guy's name. He was always on the commercials with, with, with Camilla Anthony when he was a Nick. He has his own little New York spot down here. Little comedy sports thing that he does. I forget his name. So the NBA Cares Community Award, a community assist award goes to the guard out of Washington, Bradley Beal. For doing what? Consistent his community. What the fuck you thought this was? Which I find weird. That maybe LeBron James doesn't get it because maybe he left the city that he assisted. But didn't Le- listen, I just have too many times you're gonna hear me pick up for LeBron James. But didn't LeBron James just build a school for Cleveland, then bounce? He did it before the start of the season. So is that counting at the end of last season? Or does it count before the beginning of this other season that just passed? Like you gotta let me know because I would have thought this would have been the one time to be like, yo, LeBron, big up. So for us. Listen, Moment of the Year Award, no complaints. Derrick Rose. Hustle Award, no complaints. Marcus Smart. Lifetime Achievement Award, no complaints. Maybe one. It should have went to the Big O and Dr. J. But no complaints to go to Magic and Bird. NBA Kids Assist Award, no complaints. Well, like I said, maybe just one. And that is the one time that I'm thinking like, hey... What about your boy, LeBron? Danger zone. Like, he don't get a vote in here? So now we move on to the NBA Sportsmanship Award, and which also happens to, to be the same person that got <laughs> the Teammate of the Year Award. And both of those goes to the newly traded guard that formerly played for Memphis, Mike Conley. As we remember, Mike Conley is now on his way to Utah. As listen, I'm not gonna lie, I probably should have paid paid attention to a little, little bit to see who the Utah Jazz drafted as well, because the Utah Draft Utah Jazz are putting together a nice little team to go along with with, with the Spider and and rookie Rubio and Rudy Gobert and the rest of that team. They're starting to fill it out very <laughs> Why Shaq making fun of Joel and V? But So we have Mike Conley getting both of those awards, the NBA Sportsmanship Award and the Teammate of the Year Award. And this goes to show you the kind of player and the kind of teammate that Utah is going to be getting. And you know what? I'm happy for Utah. It's going to be exciting to see what Utah does. Utah, once again, another playoff team. So you got to figure, how many of these teams are going to be playing in, is going to be better than Golden State this year? How many are these teams going to be better than the Lakers? Houston? 
Because those are the things. Those are the things we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Houston. We're gonna talk about Golden State all year. We're gonna talk about the Lakers all year. But in real, in reality, the teams we're probably gonna we should be talking about next year: Denver, Utah, Portland. We had the general manager of the year. What they call it, executive or something of the year. I forgot what they called it, of the year. What I I I changed the name of it. I call it the general manager of the year award. And that award goes to Milwaukee's own John Hurst. Which, listen, when you start seeing little patterns like this, the writer's kind of on the wall, right? Because GM goes to Milwaukee's GM, John Hurst. Coach of the year goes to Milwaukee's GM, Milwaukee's coach, Mike Bubenholzer. Pay attention to those two. Because that means that means another award later on you may not be too surprised about. So now we get to the other awards. And these are the awards that we're talking about. These are the wars that we have predicted. These are the wars that we even said that, you know what? We are going to do our own awards for. And we are going to pick our own players for. And we're going to tell it to you, the people. Because you know what? This is just how we feel. And we wanted our voices heard. Our opinions heard. And we also wanted to see how close we were going to be to the experts. To the Espen. To the Fox. To all the people out there that kind of said, hey. Hey. We think we know what we're talking about. So. First award, most improved player. Kind of thought, kind of saw where this is going to go to, and this goes to Toronto's own Pascal Siakam. No gripes, not even a thought. Didn't think anything of it. Wait, wait, is this R.J. Barrett? Uh oh, at the award show. Beside this nice glass of chocolate milk, who are you, Mama? Woo, woo. Oh, she may be one of those rappers or ATL Real Housewives of something women that are only famous for... Uh, hey, listen, one of those people that are only famous for the reality show that they probably don't like VH1. That's what she looks like. Let's say that's what she looks like. She could be, she could be something completely different. But that's what she looks like. Defensive Player of the Year goes to Utah's own, the Stifle Tower. Rudy Gobert. The sixth man of the year award goes to the miniature guard out of the Clippers. LA Clippers, that is. Lou Williams. No complaints, no complaints, no complaints. Rookie of the year goes to Luka Doncic. And most valuable player of the year award goes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Once again, no surprise there. You kind of saw all of that coming. Giannis Antetokounmpo. It was, it was between him and James Harden, but James Harden hadn't played, hadn't been consistent all year. So why would you think that he was going to win? So, 
That's the exact reason why Luka, Donk Luka Doncic won over Trey Young is because Luka had been consistent all year while Trey Young wasn't. Lou Williams and Rudy Gobert and Pascal Siakam, we just kind of figured those guys were going to get it. Like, listen, they were just an overall consensus. You just kind of saw that coming. So that wraps up now the NBA season for you. Everything is wrapped up for you now. The only thing left is what now technically begins the 2019-2020 season. With that award ceremony, that is officially the end of the season. The season now begins now in four, was it in, in three days. It's going to begin on the, on the 29th. On a Sunday or whatever that day is. At 6 o'clock. And we're going to start hearing about these moves. And we're going to start seeing where these players are going. And we're going to see if... Ooh, we're going to see if Toronto can hold on to their guy. Or if the Clippers can get their hometown hero. We're going to see... If the New York Knicks can go ahead and get the Greek god Achilles. And let's see how he looks after the one place on his body that wasn't dipped in the magical water has been injured if he looks the same the rest of his career. But New York Knicks do need to go after him. We're going to see if that poisonous backstab of Kyrie Irving, we're going to see where he lands. Because I can't think of too many places. That I want Kyrie Irving to go. I think that he should go where I think that he would help a team. Outside of the Lakers. Like, it's getting really... And I'm not saying that... They aren't teasing that he, can, that he will go. So I'm saying, like, where can he go to and really help that team be better? Really help that team win games? You tell me one place and I can't think of it that has a need for a point guard that doesn't have a need for a point guard I can't tell you about one place that Kyrie Irving belongs in this league anymore to be a winner where well, he is the guy now Kyrie Irving With some pieces around him? Or as part of a piece? Of him not being the guy? Maybe. Maybe he needs to go to L.A. Maybe he needs to go to L.A. with Camilla Anthony. Yeah, I said it. With Anthony Davis going to L.A. And you have L.A. slowly filling out their roster. And looking for veteran talent. And guys that could come off the bench. And guys willing to take veteran minimums. I think Camilla Anthony should go to LA now this season. Definitely come off the bench, know your role, 15 points a game, 20 points a game when you're hot. And just keep a scoring and just keep a scoring edge on thing, but to see Camilla Anthony retired from the league this way. Like that is depressing to me. I don't want to take too much longer sitting there. 
because we have because we still got a little bit more show left and man what i want to talk about next should make the hairs on the back of your neck want to stand up because what is next is dear and dear to my heart that is pro platinum wrestling bringing to you their fourth episode of ignition launch code zero zero four that's hashtag launch code zero zero four check them out their fourth match is up it's been up for a week now if you haven't checked if you haven't seen it as of yet this match consists of your platinum pro wrestling champion being challenged by omar omir if you haven't seen it already go ahead and watch it i'm not gonna tell you what happened in this match but i'm telling you there's gonna be a moment in this match where you are gonna look at this and say oh my god did that just happen is he alive is he all right but check it out and don't forget to stay tuned for tomorrow's episode of also ppw's ignition as they launch Launch code 005. As we talk about our other affiliates, that's PPW, which also has an event coming up, Fight for Independence, as that is scheduled for July. Am I looking at my calendar right? 14th? Somewhere around there. The 12th, maybe. What, because July 4th falls on the 4th, a week later is 11th, um, that weekend, let me see, we're talking about Thursday the 12th, Friday the 13th, oh, the 14th, okay, so I really do believe it may be, the f it may be Jan July 14th, but stay tuned for more information, or just go to Facebook, backslash platinum pro wrestling and you will be able to find the time and date for the next event and don't forget that you can catch all of the episodes live as it airs on nothing else on dot tv you can find platinum pro wrestling on youtube facebook twitter everywhere where you can do social media all this is made possible listen all of us get our love listen Platinum Pro Wrestling, the Mighty Sports Podcast, none of this. Uh, and, and, I, and I mean none of this is made possible without the lovely folks down at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So please don't forget, Connecticut School of Broadcasting is going to give you hands-on training. They are, v off, they are VA friendly. They have day and evening classes. Listen, just go to GoCSB.com so that you can reserve yourself a free tour today. Trust me when I tell you that once you take a tour, you will not be able to say no they have 11 campuses up and down the east coast remember that is gocsb.com schedule yourself a tour today and you could be doing exactly what i'm doing today that's what you're sitting here talking to you about sports loving it like it was a mcdonald's commercial not that burgers so much anymore that's it for the show, folks. We're done. This has been the Money Sports Podcast. You were listening right here on mytsports.net. Don't forget if, if you missed the live airing of the show you of any show you can always catch the re-air right here on mytsports.net just go scroll down a little bit further and blaze through all of the history and you'll be able to see all the past shows coming up on almost all 150 of them 
boy's been putting in work. Now, if you heard all 150 shows, then I, I owe you a prize or something. Like, I owe you, like, a, I owe you some mighty swag or something or, like, a day in the studio. But that's been it. Next week. Next week. NBA preseason starts. Free agency starts. I'm sorry. Free agency starts. We get to see all of the moves, all of the choices. I am happy. You can, how can you not be happy? Wait, we get to talk NBA, 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 and more NBA. And all of that happens right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast on MightySports.net. We're done. Are we done? We're done. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Next week. Always knew I'd make a stop there. Live 8.07 p.m. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!